The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello again, this is Tom Clavin, author of Dodge City, Wyatt Earp, Bat Masterson, and the Wickedest Town in the American West. Now, I want to tell you something that doesn't normally get talked about with Wyatt Earp, and that's Wyatt's women. It's going to get a little bawdy here, I'll give you some advance notice. But Wyatt Earp was somebody who, um, he was a man who respected marriage, he thought marriage was important, in fact, he thought it was so important, he did it four times. Uh, less important was divorce because uh, there's not much evidence that in any of his pre- he divorced any of his previous wives before he married his next one, uh, and they tended to overlap. So uh, to say the least, Wyatt Earp had a somewhat uh, complicated domestic situation. Uh, in the book, I sort of contrast that to uh, Bat Masterson. Bat Masterson did not marry until he was well into his 30s, and then when he did, he married for life. He and his wife, uh, uh, Emma, were together for the, for the next 33 years, however long it was, till Bat passed away. Uh, Wyatt had a different story when it came to women, and uh, it's it probably attributed to, to his first wife and how that worked out. Uh, Wyatt was uh, wandering around a bit, going from job to job, and he decided that he would visit his family uh, his, his, his parents and his remaining younger siblings at home, uh, they were living in Lamar, Missouri at the time. So Wyatt, who had been out west working with his brother Virgil as a teamster, wagon master, working in mining camps, anything they could get to make a living, uh, he journeyed back to Missouri, uh, to Lamar. And uh, he was living there for a little while, and he met a young woman whose name was Orilla Sutherland. Her parents were originally from New York City, and they had come to Lamar to uh, after the Civil War to uh, uh, operate a, a hotel there. And uh, it's not quite sure how they met. They, they're, they're all part of a Methodist community. They might have met that way, or just because uh, Nicholas Earp, uh, Wyatt's father, had a shop, a business that was just a few doors down from the, from the hotel. In any case, Wyatt was in his early 20s. Arilla, I think, was maybe 19 at that time. And she uh, and Wyatt fell in love. And uh, Wyatt, they made plans to get married, which they did. Uh, Wyatt bought a piece of property for $75 that he intended on, uh, had a little house on it that he was going to expand. And that looked like it was going to come in handy because not too long after they were married, uh, Orilla was pregnant. And Wyatt also got an appointment as a, uh, t- as a constable in Lamar. And it uh, looked like uh, his life was pretty well mapped out for him. And he was going to be quite content to live in Lamar. He had a young wife. He had a baby on the way. He had family members around him. He had a job as a constable. Maybe that would be as far as, as a lawman as he wanted to be or achieved to, to, to be. Uh, and everything seemed to be fine, except uh, late in Orilla's pregnancy, she got ill. Uh, the most common probability is that she contracted cholera. Anyway, she died, and the baby died with her. Wyatt was grief-stricken. And uh, he started to get into, into fights. He couldn't really handle you know the way he felt uh he sold a piece of property uh, had no use for it uh, got rid of it and he left lamar 
and uh, might not. He he actually began a life of crime, and it's kind of interesting that that uh, the Wyatt Earp, if we know him at all today, it might not be as perhaps the West's most iconic and well-known lawman, but as one of its most well-known outlaws. Uh, he got into into uh, trouble in different towns. The worst of which was he and uh, one or two other companions uh, stole some horses, and they caught they were caught. And uh, Wyatt Earp was was put into ended up being imprisoned uh, as a horse thief. And uh, you know that he wasn't hung was was a miracle at that time. But there was a little more of a judicial system available uh, in Missouri, Kansas area then, and further out west where you were caught. Being a horse thief, they just strung you up. Uh, Wyatt got out of jail. There's two different accounts. One was that he uh, that he served enough time, which is a short amount of time, and and that they let him go. But the most uh, uh, prevalent story is that he and three other guys just busted out of jail, and and he took off, kept a low profile, and he ended up in uh, in 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 Wichita. And uh, Wichita was a place of sort of redemption for, for, for Wyatt Earp uh, because he was able to get a job. He had a brother and his brother's wife were living there. And he was able to um, uh, get a job as a part-time lawman. And uh, that looked like you know, he was trying to go straight. So that was a turnaround point for him. Uh, however, one of his uh, jobs to make extra pay, which was not unusual at the time for lawmen, was as a bouncer at a house of prostitution and obviously today that would cause some serious issues if uh, if a policeman a moonlight as a bouncer at a cat house but at that time it was uh not exactly extolled as a, as a career path but it was a pretty decent way to make a few extra dollars and it was while he was at one of these uh houses that he met uh, uh, uh sarah haspel who uh everybody knew as sally sally haspel uh, she was a young, I think still a teenager, uh, prostitute in a, uh, in a, uh, whorehouse that was run by her mother. And, uh, she and Wyatt, uh, apparently had feelings for each other and she became, uh, Mrs. Earp number two. Is America's primary system working? Is the electoral college still the best process for electing a president? Could a third party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. They seemed like they were going to be together for quite some time. She didn't have to uh, live the life that she had been living as long as Wyatt could uh, 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 support her. And uh, they ended up going together when the time came that Wyatt Earp uh, accepted an invitation to become an assistant marshal at Dodge City. Uh, Sally Haspel uh, went along. Uh, there was very few times in Wyatt's life that he was not without a steady partner. 
Um, but like I said, uh, you know, when, when, when one shelf life was up, it was on to the next one, even beforehand. And um, uh, along the way, uh, uh, Wyatt met uh, uh, Celia Ann Maddie Blaylock. And uh, he fell in love with Maddie Blaylock. She fell in love with him. Uh, there was a bit of a problem that Sally was still around. So uh, Sally was pretty much put on a farm with his brother to wait for Wyatt to visit. And Maddie became Earp's, Wyatt Earp's wife number three. And uh, so they were together in Dodge City and everybody knew Maddie as Wyatt's wife. Uh, eventually, Sally got wind of what was going on and um, she didn't exactly decide to go to Dodge City and fight for her man. She said, you know, I'm moving on, which she did. And... Um, she ended up marrying a man and having kids and living to a ripe old age. I think she was something in her 90s by the time she passed away. Uh, Maddie Blaylock and Wyatt were together for years. They were together also the Dodge City years uh, and some of Wyatt's travels. Uh, Maddie was uh, Wyatt's wife when they were in Tombstone and through the gunfight at the OK Corral. And uh, this was probably the longest relationship that Wyatt had with a woman. Uh, but it too did not last. Uh, while in Tombstone, uh, uh, Wyatt met uh, Josephine Marcus. And uh, Josephine Marcus uh, was somebody who was born in New York, but her family relocated to the West Coast, and she was uh, grew up in the San Francisco area. And uh, when she was a teenager, she ran off to uh, join an acting troupe. Uh, that's what she wanted to be, an actress. And this troupe toured the, uh, the, the California, toured Arizona and New Mexico, any place that was large enough to be able to pay for and, and, and provide a stage for an acting troupe. And they would do uh, light comedies, Gilbert O'Sullivan uh, uh, operas, uh, uh, you know, drawing room comedies, uh, obviously things that did not take too much of a budget because they were getting around by wagons and sometimes trains. Um, and so while in, in Tombstone, uh, Josephine uh, Marcus was actually engaged for a time with a man named John Bean, who was the sheriff, the county sheriff then, uh, who very, uh, not too delicately, was trying to tra straddle both sides of the law. He was a lawman, but he also was in with the uh, Clanton gang and some of the, the horse thieves and, and cattle rustlers that uh, were prominent on that side of the Arizona border. So uh, she, uh, he was also a philanderer, and eventually Josephine, you know, said the engagement's off. And uh, uh, Wyatt noticed her, and he was quite taken with her and found her fetching. And so they started to uh, get, move, get eyeballs at each other. Uh, Maddie got wind of this, and she thought that, you know, Wyatt would get over it. It was just a passing thing. Unfortunately for Maddie, it wasn't. Uh, Wyatt made uh, Josephine wife number four. Uh, but Maddie was still around. Uh, so uh, Maddie had to be persuaded to leave town. And uh, she did uh, Wyatt and Josephine after um, uh, the gunfight at the OK Corral. They, uh, Wyatt was on his vendetta uh, with uh, well, at least one of his brothers, Warren, and with Doc Holliday. And they were tracking down the men who had shot Virgil and who had shot and killed Morgan. Uh, when the vendetta was over... Uh, Wyatt spent some time visiting his, his best friend, Bat Masterson, in Colorado and sort of recuperating from what was a horrible experience that involved killing men. And Wyatt was not a killer. Uh, he, all the years that he was a lawman, he, he may have killed one man. That's still The jury's still out on whether or not his, it was his bullet that killed, eventually killed the man. 
But uh, when Wyatt came back to Tombstone, he collected Josephine, and off they went. Now, there's sort of like a good news, bad news thing about this. Uh, let me give you the bad news first. Uh, Maddie was heartbroken. She had been left behind. Uh, she was, you know, maybe not quite appreciating or recognizing that uh, the pattern where she became wife number three uh, was the same one that, that, that wife number two had experienced. Now, she was the one who was out, and uh, she um, uh, had a hard time in with life after Wyatt Earp. Uh, she became addicted to laudanum um, and became very, very ill from different maladies, including being essentially a drug addict. And uh, she went to live for a time with uh, Big Nose Kate Elder, who was Doc Holliday's girlfriend. Do Kate at the time was nursing Doc in his final illness. And uh, it was, uh, she lived there for a while, then went elsewhere to live by herself. And while she was living by herself, she took an overdose of laudanum and died. So it's rather a tragedy for uh, uh, wife number three of Wyatt Earp. The good news side of the equation is that uh, Wyatt and Josephine were together for many, many years. They got together in the early 1880s, and they were together until Wyatt died in 1929. He called her Sadie. Uh, he was the only one allowed to call her Sadie. Uh, after Wyatt died and everybody tried to call her Sadie, she set them straight. My name is Josephine. But they were together during all the travels that uh, Wyatt made. They were, they were traveling in Arizona, New Mexico, California, Alaska, back to California. They lived in San Diego for a few years. And in uh, the later years, uh, Wyatt and, and Sadie uh, were living in a cottage in Los Angeles. Uh, Wyatt was doing some uh, consulting work with uh, uh, directors of silent westerns, including John Ford at the time. And uh, after Wyatt passed away in, in January 1929, uh, Josephine ended up uh, moving up upstate in California and lived with um, uh, uh, Virgil's uh, widow. Uh, and and they, they, they were together for years as friends, as companions. And uh, in fact, they are they are uh, uh, in the same cemetery, uh, uh, Virgil's widow, widow and, and, and Josephine. However, uh, uh, Josephine, when she died, uh, she and Wyatt were buried uh, in uh, adjoining uh, uh, graves at, at a cemetery, a Jewish cemetery in California. Uh, Josephine Marcus was Jewish. And uh, that's where they that's where they were buried together in 1957. Their tombstone was stolen. Uh, but recovered. And uh, uh, so Wyatt had, again, a complicated domestic situation. He seemed to think that when he was with a woman, he was with a woman and he wasn't necessarily playing around. Uh, it's just that uh, if somebody else caught his fancy, then uh, the woman he was with started to, to fade in comparison. So uh, Wyatt's women, he had four wives and uh, for a time he was loyal to each one. Thank you for listening. Again, this is Tom Clavin, author of Dodge City, Wyatt Earp, Bat Masterson, and The Wickedest Town of the American West, which has just been published in paperback. Thank you. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.